closing time. Conversations on commercial real estate, development, brokerage, and the economy. Presented by Capital Rivers, the leading disruptor in commercial real estate. Our host for this episode, Brian Bushlack. Well, Greg, thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, very interesting times in the world and uh, the same is true in real estate, particularly commercial real estate. A lot of questions out there about which direction the market is headed. I've had guys that have been in the business for 20, 30 years tell me they don't know, right? <laughs> like what's happening right now, things we've never seen before. So maybe start by just kind of giving us an overview and uh, your mood on the market. I know it will depend on the sector, give or take, but overall, how are you feeling right now? You know, I'm feeling Generally speaking, uh, very optimistic. I'm not a big believer in, you know, getting into the weeds in terms of analyzing all kinds of charts and graphs and forecasts and, you know, really just kind of rely on what I'm seeing in the market. And a lot of times, honestly, gut instinct and and uh, history. You know, I mean, there's no doubt that we're still kind of in these weird times coming out of COVID and, you know, half the population is vaccinated or at least has one of the two shots. And overall, future signs in in terms of the the commercial market is, uh, you know, it's go time. There's a lot of transactions that are happening, you know, and obviously a lot of that's fueled by loosening COVID-19 restrictions. There's almost a a million new jobs that were added in March alone. I kind of was thinking about an analogy, you know, it really reminded me a lot of like a, uh, you know, Black Friday event where you've got people that are, they've got their tents and they've been waiting outside the front door for three days because they can get 50% off on a TV or something. And then as soon as the door is open, it's just craziness. It sure feels like that's kind of, you know, what's happening right now is like the floodgates are opening and um, it's unique times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of capital out there too. You know, we reflect back what, 10, 12 years ago, the Great Recession, obviously, there was no capital out there initially until QE1, QE2 hit the market. This time around, very different. A lot of capital out there, and it's uh, definitely flowing into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of touched on that on a, in a prior podcast with uh, Steve Stein from Toro Capital Advisors. And um, if you've got the right project and you've got the right tenant mix and credit, I don't want to say finding the capital is easy because a lot of it depends on kind of, you know, the economics of the deal and your resume and whatnot, but it's easier than it has been in the past. So that's definitely, you know, driving some of this economic growth. We're seeing, uh, you know, total wage and salary worker incomes. We're not really that impacted by, by COVID doctors and attorneys and, you know, those types of professions, you know, IT, they were still in need. They were still uh, employed and making money. You know, they just might have been working remotely. Even despite the the COVID lockdowns and business closures, consumers, for the most part, feel pretty good about their jobs. You know, they're still getting a paycheck. We've seen uh, consumer confidence uh, rise, and it just seems to be continually rising, which obviously leads to more consumer spending, which overall helps the economy continue to grow. You know, particularly in, you know, the industrial and retail sectors, it's had an impact. People are still wanting to go to restaurants and travel. And I mean, it just, it's funny, 
you know, my wife and I, we finally had like an afternoon to ourselves because we had a babysitter and we were trying to kill some time. And so we figured we'd go to the mall and, uh, you know, we, we pull in and it was like Christmas time. I mean, every single parking stall was filled and we ended up not going. But I think it's just, uh, it, you know, it's a sign that people you know, just want to get out of their houses and go back to normal. And, you know, they're shopping at brick and mortar locations. They're, you know, try to get a reservation at a restaurant right now. I mean, it's it's really tough yeah. because everyone wants to get out. So, you know, that's driving, obviously, the economic growth and impacts on, in that case, particularly retail. Interest rates are at historic lows still. I mean, look at the, you know, what's going on in the housing market, for example, and, you know, home prices are at all time highs, you know, multiple bids on homes and 10, 15% over market. And a lot of that's just driven by, you know, really low interest rates and pent up demand. So that's impacting the multifamily sector. Manufacturing has, has surged in March. It's currently at its highest level since the 1980s, which I think is, is really encouraging especially, you know, manufacturing here in the U.S. And so that's obviously fueling the demand for industrial space. And then the labor market, you know, it's on fire right now. And there's pros and cons to that, of course. But as people are working, they're making money and they're spending money. You know, the downside or the flip flip side to that is that, uh, you know, it costs more to build things because labor rates are going up. So there's a lot of things I think are are driving the economic growth currently. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the trip to the mall and then the trip not to the mall. (laughs) I mean, you know, we see this and we'll talk more specifically uh, sector by sector here in a minute. But uh, there's going to be this incredible snapback. We know it. And there's that interim between where we are now and really probably September when the unemployment benefits run out officially. Right. And, you know, we talk to restaurateurs. I know you do. And uh, folks in hospitality, they are desperately seeking people who can work for them, right? Dishwashers, servers all across the oh, board. Yeah. So it's kind of that interesting uh, period right now where we're kind of crossing back over and that huge snapback you're already seeing at the malls and any restaurant that can be open. Uh, it's It's good to see, but boy, it's going to be an interesting time, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I talked to a uh, national salon operator and, um, you know, he was making money. However, you know, he's been competing with the government to try to uh, retain employees because they, they make more money staying at home, you know, than they do if they come and work for him. And so he actually had to close the location because he couldn't find any staff. It's just really interesting how COVID has kind of impacted the workforce and then how that's, you know, impacted various sectors of the real estate market. And obviously, once, you know, some of those funds start to dry up, those people are going to need to go back to work. So it'll be, it'd be interesting to see how that. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, we both talked to restaurateurs who are dealing with that. Certainly, all of the service industries are up against that for at least another four to five months. Now, you mentioned, you know, mitigating risk is a big part of what you do, what we all do, right? Particularly yeah. in, in real estate profession. Uh, so let's, you know, let's play the the negative Ned here now. What are you worried about? I mean, there's a lot of talk about inflation. We've seen uh, the price of lumber skyrocket, right? Um, you're seeing the price of 
food, everything going up. So we've already got inflation on the rise. How big of a concern is that for you when it boils down to, you know, interest rates, borrowing costs, things like that, that really hit the bottom line because you pencil these projects uh, years in advance and then you, you finally get, you know, coming out of the ground with it and all of a sudden it's a whole new world. Is that a concern and, and what else are you concerned about? Yeah, I mean, just you know, being in the development business, um, you know, I'm pretty optimistic by nature, but have to be cautious as well, and you know, kind of look out into the uh, horizon and try to anticipate issues. And so, whenever I see the government printing money and handing out stimulus checks, and uh, you know, I see things that are kind of, uh, I guess, I would say not. Not necessarily normal. I'm always cautious of what's that, you know, what's the backlash going to be. And like I'd mentioned earlier, with lumber costs, you know, I met with um, the CEO of Central Valley Building Supplies, and there's just so much demand for lumber right now that, that prices are, are out of control, you know, which that obviously translates into a higher home price because it gets passed on, higher rent for tenants because it gets passed on, which also means that people that are buying those homes, they need to make more money to cover the mortgage and people that are renting those commercial spaces need to sell more goods. And you reach a, uh, I believe you reach a tipping point where, you know, you can only sell so many widgets to cover that rent. And so I'm always cautious of when we kind of reach that tipping point, you know, interest rates have just been so low for so long that that's obviously not going to last forever. So I think that people need to be conscious of, you know, well, what's going to happen when interest rates start to creep back up and are people over leveraging themselves or are businesses over leveraging themselves. And so just being aware of those things and, and making sure to have, you know, some reserves on hand, I think is really important. Let's break it down by sector. And you touched on retail and the uh, trip to the mall that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah, take a deep dive into retail and uh, give us your thoughts there. You know, I'll kind of focus on the greater Sacramento market uh, in terms of, of greater Sacramento, at least. And I think this is reflective probably of, of many other areas. Retail is... Uh, I would say, you know, on fire right now. I mean, we're busier now than we've ever been. This is going to be our best year yet. And we're seeing vacancy rates drop. Rental rates are increasing, which is a, just a function really of, you know, supply and demand. You know, market vacancy rate here in the greater Sacramento area is around 6.3%. And historically, you know, hovers around 8%. So obviously that's a, that's a good thing for, for retail. Asking rates are right around 21 bucks, triple net in Sacramento. That's on an average, you know, class A space or newer, newer retail space is 36 to $48 a square foot a year, you know, plus triple nets. You know, we've had some really notable projects as well here in kind of the greater Sacramento area, including the opening of the Campus Oaks Town Center Shopping Center out in West Roseville, which is a, an area that's really exploding with new uh, residential and multifamily units. And so that's a 118,000 square foot center that's anchored by a, a Nugget grocery store. And so that's you know really propelling a lot of new retailers and and uh, there's also another project kind of down the street there with a Rayleigh's anchored center and some other things going on. So yeah, that's pretty exciting to see. The other thing that that was just announced actually today is that Kimco, which is a, a major 
real estate investment trust is is merging or what I would say is, is more likely the proper terminology acquiring wine garden, which is another REIT. And so I think we're going to start to see a lot of consolidation in the uh, retail REIT sector, which is interesting. I think this is probably just one of, of many of those types of consolidations that we're going to see in the next year. And uh, yeah, so, you know, Sacramento market retail wise is is really doing well. And uh, that's also fueled by really low cap rates and, you know, 1031 exchange buyers who who are facing a shortage of supply just because there hasn't been a lot of construction in the last year. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, industrial has been a, I mean, a real strong sector, uh, particularly through COVID. Obviously, the Amazon impact, we've seen that. But, you know, Sacramento, you talk about location, 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 right? I mean, it's all there. Yeah. Industrial, you know, the brokers in the industrial space right now are making a killing. I mean, Sacramento in particular is in a really good spot, you know, just being at the convergence of multiple freeways and then, uh, you know, the proximity to the Bay Area and then also the proximity to the Nevada border. And so, you know, we've been seeing vacancy rates drop and then obviously rental rates increase similar to retail. Vacancy rates right now are around 5.8% and historically they're around 10% just because there's not enough product out there as manufacturing increases and a lot of that's kind of fueled by e-commerce, Amazon, that sort of thing. They need more industrial space. So that's really uh, driving the vacancy rates to go down and also increasing rents. We've seen a lot of big names come into Sacramento. Walmart took possession of a distribution center here recently and Amazon, you know, has leased a handful of locations here in the metro area. Market rates right now are, are hovering around nine to $9.50 a square foot. And, uh, and then there's another, you know, like 3 million square feet of industrial space under construction. So, you know, developers are really trying to keep up with, with the demand and, um, hopefully that'll kind of drive rates down a little bit, but, uh, it's crazy times, uh, in the industrial space. And, uh, I think we're going to continue to see growth in the coming years in in the industrial side of the uh, industry. Yeah. It's the last mile. This battle all by itself will be very interesting because that's a, a real, uh, it's a it's a blind spot for Amazon, and they know it, obviously, right? When you come up against Walmart, even Target, and the grocery piece of it as well, they are desperately trying to find uh, land and industrial in pockets because they got to get the last mile there, right? And they got to get it there fast. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. When it's really tough, too, I mean, I don't think a lot of people will consider this, is that, you know, cities say they want industrial but they really don't want industrial because it's not considered, you know, it's kind of a, a, a generally, you know, looked at as kind of a, you know, a loud kind of dirty type, you know, product. There's it's manufacturing, right. Yeah. And distribution and there's, you know, semi trucks and stuff. So there's only so many areas 
that are zoned appropriately for these types of distribution facilities. Mm-hmm. So in a market like right now where you've got these companies that need these specialty you know, distribution centers, there's only so much real estate available where you can even go build what what you need. And so we're seeing that right now. I mean, Metro Air Park is a, is a great example, which is a, is a project that's been in the works for a really, really long time out by the Sacramento airport. And, you know, it, it's on fire right now in terms of development. Buzz Oats just delivered almost half a million square feet of warehouse space on spec. You know, and they wow. just, they knew that they were going to get somebody. So they built it, you know, and we're seeing, you know, Buzz Oats is also working on another almost a little over 500, 600,000 square foot warehouse space out there. So I think that's just kind of a sign of of what we're going to see in the next uh, year and probably the next at least couple of years. Yeah. Transitioning to office and uh, wasn't long ago where, hey, we're all going to work remote for the rest of our lives and nobody's ever going to go back to an office. And (laughs) what a couple of weeks ago we have Google and Facebook and Amazon and, you know, up north in Seattle, Microsoft, they're all saying, wait a minute, we're all coming back to the office in September, right? You know, so, I mean, and you look at professional firms like the accountants, the CPAs, the financial advisors, I mean, let's face it, you got to be in the office. I mean, there's going to be more flex, right? But uh, this, this market, this market's going to bounce back, right? Yeah, I just talked to Comstock Magazine about this same thing. And uh, I just kind of look at my own situation and apply that to, you know, everyone else. And, you know, trying to work from home with, you know, a five-year-old and a, and a one-and-a-half-year-old and two dogs. And it's craziness. You know, I enjoy seeing my family during the day. But when I'm trying to focus and actually get work done it's near impossible. And I just called, you know, getting my life insurance renewed. And the, the gal that answered the phone was, you know, super friendly, but you could hear the dog barking in the background and her kid <laughs> yelling. And yeah. she had to, you know, put me on hold three or four times. And, you know, which I, I'm obviously understanding of that, but I could hear the stress in her voice. And, uh, you know, I, I've ever since this whole, you know, people aren't going back to work kind of thing. I've always, kind of disagreed with that just because I think human nature, people want to be around other people. And I think they're more efficient, particularly in creative environments, you know, when they're in an office setting. And so I'm pretty bullish on the future of the office market. I think that, uh, I think we're going to see a resurgence in the office market and, and uh, vacancies are going to drop again. Currently right now, we haven't seen a lot of that, you know, vacancies are right around 10% here in, in the greater Sacramento area which I actually would have thought that it would be higher. Yeah. So, so I think that's a good sign. You know, what we're seeing really is landlords that are, you know, rather than dropping rates, they're offering more incentives. So free rent, TIs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We're seeing some tenants that are, you know, they did, they downsized, but then they also reserved a right of first refusal to expand because they, you know, they want to have that flexibility. So that, that tells me that they're expecting their people to come back to work. Uh, so they're preparing for that. Rates right now in the greater Sacramento area are right around 26, 27 bucks a square foot. They haven't really gone down that much. And then particularly, you know, if you're looking at spaces that are 15,000 square feet or less, you know, rates really just haven't, 
haven't gone down. And if you're looking to acquire space, uh, like we are right now, we're actually in escrow on an on a office building for our new, what I'll call the world headquarters of Capital Rivers, <laughs> the full 6,000 square feet. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, I was hoping I'd get a deal, right? Like COVID, you know, I'm going to get a great deal. You just haven't seen prices drop. Hmm which I think is really interesting. People are, are hanging in there, you know, Yeah. which is a good sign. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I think, the, you know, one thing that isn't talked about a lot is the, the sublease market. So there's, you know, over a million square feet of sublease space that's available. Of course, the problem with sublease space is it, it's, nobody really wants to be in that situation where you've got, two leases in place it's very complicated and um you know even scott toussaint our in-house counsel did a, a very detailed uh discussion on subleasing and the challenges and everything else so that's going to be space it's going to be kind of i think tough to lease up and then uh you know on average you know in the last uh, year sales prices have been you know around 188 bucks a square foot whereas five-year average is around 174 so you know, it's not bad. It's kind of held its own. Um, then cap rates right now for office space are in the mid sixes to, to low sevens, you know, which is a little bit higher than, than they have been in the past, but, but still not terrible. So, you know, overall, it, it, the office market's not as bad as I think a lot of people think that it is. I think that we're going to see, see that market coming back this year and, and going into next year. Well, Greg, uh, you touched on this a little earlier with the price of lumber, new construction, obviously having an impact on multifamily. There's plenty of existing inventory out there. I know it's tight, uh, but maybe give us an update on that uh, sector of the market. Yeah, multifamily is unique because it's just been hot for a long time. It's uh, as we're kind of coming out of out of COVID, vacancy rates right now are like 3.7%, which is really low. Historically, they're around 5.7%. But what we're seeing right now is a lot of people that are buying single family homes. So it'll be interesting to see how that impacts the multifamily market. And then the other challenge with the multifamily market right now is, uh, like I touched on earlier, you know, the cost of lumber and labor. I was talking with a developer friend of mine who's building a multifamily uh, complex down in Moreno Valley, and you know his lumber costs almost doubled. That's a big hit on the pro forma. So you know naturally that means he's going to try to get more rent. So that's I think a challenge for new new projects that are coming out of the ground right now is just managing that those costs, and then the impact fees and and whatnot with the cities and municipalities they've kind of steadily increased over time as well. So you know just balancing the uh, rent that you can get per unit with the cost of construction is is going to be something that developers are going to need to kind of. Uh, you know, make sure they're paying attention to, you know, we've seen the average apartment rent in the, in the greater Sacramento area has increased 64% over the last 10 years, you know, which I, over 10 years is, is, is kind of a long time, but still, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good hike. The average unit rent right now is around 1500 bucks. I mean, that's including, you know, some of the older product type. If you're looking at, you know, new construction or, you know, a nicer, apartment complex, um, you know, some of those single, you know, one bedroom or two bedroom units are you know, over $2,000 a month, which, 
you start to get into, you know, doing the math on what a mortgage would be for a home in the, you know, starter home in the suburbs and assuming that that renter's credit is good and they've got, you know, steady income and job and everything, they're better off buying a home. And so I think that's why we're seeing a lot of the folks that we're renting moving into being homeowners. And so that's obviously driving, probably going to drive vacancy rates down a little bit, but I don't think it's going to have a significant impact. I think that there's some people that just, they like to rent and they're always going to rent and that's just going to be the way that it is. And some people that have, you know, credit issues or whatever the case is and multifamily is kind of, it's uh, a unique sector uh, from office, industrial and retail. It's kind of in a world of its own. It's always going to be in demand in my mind. I think the only things that they really kind of need to you know watch out for things like rent control as we're starting to see the city of sacramento had a rent control ordinance and san francisco's had one for a long time and you know how that you know impacts kind of the sub markets Mm -hmm. but generally speaking multifamily is doing great the cap rates on multifamily have, have probably creeped up a little bit but um yeah still still a strong sector Thank you for downloading Closing Time, presented by Capital Rivers Commercial. If you're interested in partnering with us, visit CapitalRivers.com to learn more. And follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest updates and real estate opportunities.